Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. This new variant, Mick, what's the, how serious has it been taken in Europe and how big an issue is it at the moment as we speak? The, the main thing about the, ver- the new variant is um, there's not, not much about it yet. I mean, um, because there's a lot ways to learn about COVID anyway still, uh, because it's still a relatively uh, new virus. But obviously, when a new strain comes along, it takes a while to actually find out what it really is. Now, what they're saying is that... Um, People don't seem to be getting uh, as badly sick with it uh, that are getting it. Uh, uh, but then against that, they think that it might transfer easier. So um, they're really, I mean, a lot of it is guesswork at this stage still. And how is Europe addressing it, Mick? There hasn't been, um, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Brussels, in Belgium, and there hasn't been a big change here, right? Even though... Uh, I would say the cases here are, are much worse than Ireland. But at the same time, there isn't the numbers dying as, as there were in the past, right? There's, but there's a lot of people getting COVID. Now, um, listen, the, the lockdowns for the last two years have failed in Europe, not just in Ireland, but they've failed in Europe because they they haven't got rid of the virus. And uh I've argued all along that one of the main reasons our lockdowns haven't worked is because they've been selective and there haven't been total lockdowns. Now, I mean, at this stage, uh, I'm not in favour of lockdowns uh, because, I, because they haven't worked. And uh, I've, 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 I've people ringing me from Ireland on a regular basis going, uh, going nuts about uh, operations being cancelled. Um, I've had a number of calls recently about op- operations for cancer being postponed in Ireland. I mean, people should remember that for everyone dying of COVID in Ireland today, there's six, a minimum of six dying of cancer. And yet, operations for cancer are being postponed. There's something seriously the matter. Mm-hmm. Now, I, 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 I find the manner in which things have been introduced in Ireland as very inconsistent. And I think that's incredibly frustrating for the people. Now, I mean, even you had last week, uh, you had the, the Tarnish there coming out criticising the Taoiseach, saying he didn't understand... The, the Tarnish says he doesn't understand why the Taoiseach uh, is uh, impacting on, on business again. Mm. I mean, these guys are what sit at the same cabinet table. When you think that having... Uh, how come they can't work on the same wavelength? They're in the same government. I don't understand that. And the, the different decisions that have been made all the time, uh, they just don't stack up all the time. And the, 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 that, that lack of consistency, I think, is so destroying. I mean, last week, there was people coming over to Belgium here, right? And they discovered all of a sudden that uh, they can't get back to Ireland without an antigen test. Right? Then uh, it was postponed for four or five days that it wasn't coming in on Monday. So some people went and got the antigen test and, uh, and, and then found out that they, that they actually didn't need it. And then people found out that if you're coming to Brussels for two days, you could get the antigen test in Dublin. And it did you for coming back into Ireland, right, because it lasts 72 hours. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you could get an antigen test in Ireland, get on a plane and go to Brussels. You could pick up COVID in, in, in Brussels and bring it back to Ireland. And, and no, no one's testing you going back in because you got an antigen test before you left Ireland. There's, but there's, there needs to be more consistency as well. And look at I mean, they're talking about closing schools now. And I mean, look, I mean, some people approve of putting masks on seven-year-olds 
I'm not convinced that that's... Where's the proof that that's actually a good idea? Yeah, well, just to, to give a contrasting view, according to one report today, one third of COVID tests are being taken by children under 14, Mick. And also, like, I've spoken to so many medical practitioners and they say both wearing the mask and uh, protects you and also protects people if you do have COVID. So do you not see the... The yes, balance no, and, and, and listen, we have, we're, we're always balancing things in terms of health. If we do this, if we do that. Uh, I mean, we balance things around restrictions, right? I mean, uh, the Chinese have more or less got rid of the virus, but uh, w- would we like the restrictions that they have in China? We probably we don't like the, the amount of surveillance that the Chinese have or the restrictions they have. But yet, at the same time, if we had introduced that, if we had closed all our factories, uh, we'd probably be rid of the virus now. The measures we've been taking up to now for the last two years have obviously failed because the virus is still with us. The Chinese got rid of it. And uh, so, but the question is, uh, would we tolerate uh, the sort of lockdown the total lockdown that the Chinese did. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's, you know, have we had that debate? You know? Well, where do they differ from oh, what is, we've yeah. done? Well, I mean, I mean I've, 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 I have a nephew uh, that's working there at the moment, and I've been talking to him, right? And he says, look what he says. Uh, the truth is, he says, that the Chinese don't seem to mind the level of surveillance uh, or monitoring our, uh, and the way the lockdowns were done because they feel safe. I just want to go back to fisheries once again. We heard a very animated Seamus O'Flaherty speak to us last week once again about quotas. Is there anything being done? Because the feeling I got from Seamus O'Flaherty is there's been a lot of dialogue and talk but very little action to improve the quotas. It must be so destroying for the, the fishing community in Ireland, right? I mean, but look, in one sense, they're kind of used to being badly treated. The fishing way, we, we, we gave away so much of our fishing rights when we joined the European Union. And we, 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 our dairy industry and beef uh, were given a, a leg up, given lots of money, uh, and our, fish, our fisheries were robbed. And what, what, what's happening now is that, obviously, there's red lights going off now because of the UK deal, right? And it doesn't seem fair right? And, I mean, the figures show that Ireland and Germany are going to lose 15% of the values of their existing quotas, right? When, when, when the shares have been ceded uh, uh, back to the UK by 2026, right? But Holland are only losing 10%. France are only going to lose 8%. Denmark and Belgium are losing 7 Spain's losing 4 Why should Ireland lose 15 Like, I mean, at the moment, 85% of the fish uh, being caught in Irish waters are being caught by foreign boats. Well, I mean, isn't it about time we change that? How do we change I mean, it? Because that's the thing. Well, like, I mean, what it, you're it saying is... Well, yeah. Listen, next 2022, next, next November, December, is the common fisheries policy uh, it is up for debate again. Every 10 years, they review the quotas, right? And this time, next year, right, Ireland has got to be fighting for a fair deal. Now, look at... Obviously, every MEP uh, has to put as much pressure as he can on in Brussels uh, to help make it happen. But the main, the main man has to be Charlie McConnell-Oak. He's going to be sitting at the council meetings for fishing, and he's going to have to fight like a dog, uh, more so because he has more power uh, on this than, than we have. 
uh, as far as, as MDP is going. We, we, we can do our best, and I'd certainly be challenging uh, the Commissioner uh, uh, morning, noon, and night. Uh, we're the good guys. Well, you know what now? It's about time we stop being good guys when it comes to the fish, right? And let's throw, throw the ties out of the pram if we we'll get what we want. But, Mick, to conclude, we must re- once again revisit the whole area of COVID and vaccinations in particular, and you have a very... Well, yeah, I mean, listen, we've been arguing for a long time that it makes no sense that the European Union did not order, instruct the pharmaceutical companies that operate within the European Union, they should have lifted the patents. They should have shared the vaccine technology with the poor countries. The poor countries are not looking for the vaccine for nothing. They don't want our charity. They want justice. But we're not letting them make their own vaccine. And that went... That went to a vote at the European Council meeting where all 27 member states were there. And every goddamn one of the 27 agreed not to interfere with the profits of Big Pharma and not to allow the Global South to make their own vaccines, not to share the technology. And now we're worried about a vaccine coming in from South Africa. Right. Well, I tell you what now, if we hadn't been so busy protecting the profits of Big Pharma, maybe South Africa had been a better place and maybe the new variants wouldn't be coming along there so often. I mean, uh, the, the hypocrisy of it is terrible. We say we care. Well, we don't goddamn care. We voted to let him die and we voted to protect the profits of Big Pharma. Only 2% of the people in Africa have got a, a, a two vaccines. Now, if people want the vaccine, they should have access to it. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.